Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. people they bring 10,000 people up to to go into uh, to address this battle and take this fight verse number 11 now Heber the Kenanite the Kenite which was of the children of Hobab the father-in-law of Moses had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent on the plain of Zanum so the Bible gives us a little bit of a, a parenthesis here and this lets us know that the that there's a group of people the Kenites of whom one of the chief women in the Kenites her name is Jael has actually told Sisera, you remember who Sisera is? Has told Sisera, the captain, that the nation of Israel is gathering at this certain spot. And so she's kind of sold them out, but God puts it all together and makes the plan come to pass. Now, everything begins to happen. Sisera leads his 900 chariots to this certain spot out on the river. Israel brings their 10,000 down to this certain spot on the river. And God gives victory to the nation of Israel. God gives victory to the nation of Israel. Uh, They are utterly destroyed. And when everything's falling apart, Sisera being the coward that he is, Sisera the captain, he he lights, the Bible says, he lights off of his chariot and he runs away. Where does he run to? He runs to his so-called friends, the Kenites, who just told him what was going to happen. And when he gets to the Kenites, he goes to the tent of Jael. And when he goes to the tent of Jael, Jael says, come on in. He says, I'm thirsty. I don't know if there's any significance to the fact that he asked for water and she gives him milk. But he asked for water, she gives him milk. Maybe just she wanted to lull him to sleep. The Bible says she covers him with a mantle, which is like a big blanket. He says before he gets covered up and goes to sleep, he says, if anybody comes, don't tell them, tell them I'm not here. He goes to sleep for he's very weary. And Miss Jael slips to where he is with a tent stake in her hand and a hammer and pins his head to the ground through his temples. And the children of Israel, that's pretty gruesome, isn't it? The children of Israel have victory over their enemy, peace with God for 40 years. God used a bunch of people to accomplish something great. Now, folks say, boy, it's awful what happened. I'll just tell you this. If Sisera had won the battle, every Jewish woman that had, was part of the, the men, around the men that had engaged in that fight they would have been tortured and taken great advantage of because they were wicked. And war brings out a different element. But God used these people in a very special way. There is a New Testament application. These folks acted in faith. And as we conclude this message, I just want to draw a couple points. Number one, Sisera. Oh, Sisera. I want to remind you of this. Sisera rested in his military might. He rested in the things that he had, and resting in the things that he had and forsaking God cost him everything. 
No amount of earthly strength is a match for omnipotent God. There's an interesting thing that is mentioned in chapter number 5. Uh, they go to the river of Kishon. It's where they meet to do this great work. They go to the river of Kishon, and God says in his word that he delivered them. I want you to look at chapter number 5 and verse number 20. As they're singing and praising God for the victory that, they'd, that God had just wrought for Israel, here's what they prayed. Verse 20 of chapter 5, the Bible says, They fought from heaven. The stars and their courses fought against Sisera. Most Bible commentaries believe that God sent some type of a storm, a flood, a rain, something from heaven and flooded the river of Sisera, of Kishon. And when he flooded the river of Kishon, the men who were trusting in their chariots marred up in the mud and they became easy targets for people and for God's people. Just a reminder, if you're here today and you're living in rebellion to God, you are denying the truth of God's word, you're running from trusting the Lord, you're acting in your own wisdom. Would you learn something from Sisera tonight? It does not matter if you have 900 chariots of iron or a million dollars in the bank or health and strength intelligence and wit if you are running against god running from god living in rebellion to god you are fighting against a force that can never be defeated may we learn from sisera he put confidence in earthly strength but found that he was no match for omnipotent god number two deborah i like deborah I like her spirit. She had no desire to take any place that was not hers to have. But when someone needed to trust in God and lead the way, you know what she did? She did it. Deborah, God uses people who are in tune with God. Do you want God to use your life? Find yourself in tune with God. Spend time alone with God. Find a place. She nestled herself between Ephraim and Bethel. And she spent time with God. And when God needed to send a message, God used her. I'm thankful for every woman in my life that has lived a life in tune with God and influenced me for the glory of God. I'll just tell you something. I'm not a man preacher here today without the influence of a whole host of godly women who've lived their life in tune with God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Deborah, God uses people who are in tune with God. Let's learn something from Jael. Let's learn something from Jael. God's not calling you to drive tent pegs through head temples. You understand? I did not say that was what God wanted you to do. But I will say this. Courage and faithfulness are applauded by God. Now, it's interesting. She did a number of things that were pretty gruesome. War calls for awful things, and God trusts special people to defend innocent. And God chose Jael in a very special way. She did all kinds of things that uh, were could be brought into question. One being, she drove a tent stake through someone's head. Another... 
She welcomed a carnal guy like Sisera into her tent, which in the Oriental tradition was not acceptable. Second, another one, probably third or fourth, I can't remember where I am now. Another thing she did that was in question, she told Sisera that if somebody comes by asking where you are, I don't tell them I don't know. Now, she did some things that were in question, but I want to see what God's Word says about her. Chapter 5. Chapter 5 and verse number, there it is, 24. Speaking of Jael, the Bible says of Jael, Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. There's only one other person that kind of praise was given to is Mary. The Virgin Mary. Here's what I want you to say. I want you to know. God applauds courage and faithfulness. And may we be people of courage and faithfulness. There was a bunch of people who wouldn't stand up and wouldn't do what was right. But Jael, what'd she do? She did what needed to be done. She did what had to be done. She courageously trusted in the Lord. And number four. Barak. Barak. Though a bit reluctant, he obeyed the Lord and led God's people to victory. I want to be reminded when I look at the life of Barak that I don't look back and say, you know what? I messed up by not being proactive. I messed up by not being faithful. I messed up by not walking with God the way I ought to. And therefore, I will not walk with God in the future. Barak took instruction from Deborah and obeyed the Lord, and God used him in a mighty way. Hey, look, have you messed up in the past? Do not allow it to prevent you from trusting the Lord and living for God and serving Jesus in the future. Have you messed up in the past? We all have. Guess what? Confess your sin to the Lord. It will be washed away in the blood of the Lamb. And you have the opportunity to live for Jesus from this point forward. And God uses Barak in a very, very mighty way. What a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. There is an alternative to Barak. Look in chapter 5 with me in verse number 15. Barak and Deborah, specifically Barak, call on the nations of Israel to send help to fight this fight. And Ephraim and Naphtali, they send thousands of men. But look in verse 15. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley for the divisions of Reuben. There were great thoughts of heart. They thought, boy, if we could get Reuben, if we get Reuben to come, this will make this battle easier. But look what the Bible says about Reuben, verse 16. Why abodest thou among the sheepfolds to hear the bleating of the flocks? For the divisions of Reuben, there were great searchings of heart. What did Reuben do? Barak had had messed up in the past. What did Reuben do? Reuben said, I think I'll stay and tend to the sheep. I think I'll stay and tend to the flock. 
What was Reuben's interest? Reuben's interest was things that were temporary. And God calls his hand on it. Reuben, look what else the Bible says about some other folks. Gilead, verse number 16. Gilead abode beyond Jordan. They called out to Gilead, hey, come help us. There's a work to be done. God's people need to be freed. What did Gilead do? Gilead said, hey, look, we're all good. We're on the other side of the Jordan. We haven't had to deal with an enemy in some time. It's pretty comfortable over here. We'll just stay put. What did Gilead do? They stayed in their comfort and ease. And God calls their hand. Verse number 17. Why did Dan remain in ships? What did Dan do? Dan says, we're doing good. The fish are biting. We're just going to stay put. What did Asher do? Asher continued on the seashore. Asher says, I get seasick, so I fish in the streams. And I'm getting my, earning my living in the breaches, which is a creek. Asher continued on the seashore and abode in his breaches. What's the bottom line? Reuben, Gilead, Jordan, Dan, Asher. They all said, we got something better to do than to serve God. What did Barak say? Barak said, you know what? I was a reluctant judge. But when God made it plain to me what I needed to do, I just got up and did it. Serve the Lord. What did he get in turn? The nation of Israel lived in peace for 40 years. Now we learned something from these men and women. Sisera, don't ever fight against God. Deborah, thank you, Deborah, for walking with the Lord, being led by the Spirit of God. Jael, thank you for your courage and faithfulness. God's used you. Barak, in spite of a past that is not the brightest, thank you, Barak, for living for Jesus and serving God. You brought peace to your nation, to your people. May God help us to learn just a little something tonight from Deborah and Barak. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chilhowiebaptist.com.